You're listening to Soul Spark with Sarah Godfrey. Stories, inspiration, and actionable tips that will help you find the spark of light inside of you so you can get unstuck and truly thrive instead. I'm your host, Sarah, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. Today, we're talking to Kristen Petrucci, and Kristen will share with us her story. She'll tell us about the hardships she went through and how she freed her voice. She'll tell us the importance of gratitude, wonder, and connection, and how we need to look within in order to find true healing and move forward in our lives. I'm so excited to share this interview with you guys. Here we go. So you guys, I'm so excited today. We have an interview. I've got Kristen Petrucci. Did I say it? Did I get it? Totally nailed it. Yes, good. (laughs) (laughs) With, With us today, you guys, she is so great. I'm so glad that she has agreed to to share her story with you. Kristen, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Okay, well, I am a very big advocate of movement. This is why I love Sarah so much. I am a mindfulness expert, and I also am a self-proclaimed gratitude guru. I'm a mother of five kids, three boys and two girls. I've been married twice, and I teach For a passion, I teach Italian cooking classes, but my main focus and my heart is in speaking about forgiveness, gratitude, and connection. That's awesome. You're incredible. Thank you. (laughs) Those are such good messages, and I like that you also teach about cooking because that makes people happy. It (laughs) doesn't love Italian food. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. Kristen, why don't you go ahead and tell us about your defining moment in your life and how, how it's changed you to find these good healing tools that you want, are going to share with us. Okay. Well, I, I know that everyone in their life has several defining moments. I feel like we are some, sempre, I started speaking Italian. <laughs> we are always in this um, stage of metamorphosis where we continue to change and rebirth all the time. Yeah. So I would like to talk about my latest, um, defining moment in my life. And I would say that that is when I had a grand mal seizure in my sleep. And it was March 2016. And I was sleeping with my seven month old baby and my two year old at the time in our bedroom in a toddler bed next to our bed. And my husband awoke to our, our bed quaking violently and he thought it was an earthquake. And instead, he saw me shaking, just completely convulsing. Mm. And um, I woke up in the hospital. I stopped breathing at the end of that seizure. And my husband thought I actually had passed away. And from that, when I woke up in the hospital, I couldn't remember my baby. I couldn't remember my toddler. I could remember my two oldest kids who were uh, 13 and 11 at the time. And... I suddenly was diagnosed with a life-changing kind of a disorder or disease, whatever anyone wants to call epilepsy. But in Mm. a way, I've heard people describe it as the monster in my head or just something that you never know if it's going to explode or grow off. Yeah. And um, in that moment, when I woke up, the very first thing I heard was my husband say, Kuchula, I'm here. And Kuchula's his little, uh, he's from Italy. It's his little nickname for me. And he was my only safety where I could feel safe because I was very scared. 
for three months, I couldn't drive. For two months, I couldn't be with my kids alone. And I was not capable of being mom, of being the wife, of pretty much doing anything. I would go on walks with my kids with a blanket over them. And I would come home with a blanket not there. And I didn't even notice the blanket had flown off of the of the stroller. And I also, during that time, discovered something happening with my daughter. Um, She was being abused. Mm. So I had this culmination of me not being capable, my daughter being abused um, at 11 years of age, my mother-in-law coming from Italy to help, and she was actually struggling with dementia. And I became extremely suicidal. Just, I mean, just pound upon pound upon pound of heaviness and weight in my heart, in my body, in my mind, in my soul. And I would say like, that was the defining moment of, do I want to live and keep going through this hell that I was living in? Or do I move forward and try and keep going for, you know, for my life, for my kids, for my family? It wasn't just like, yes, let's do this. (laughs) It was (laughs) really rough few years. In fact, it's only 2019 right now, you know, and some intense work. And I've gone through five different medications. I've um, had to be hospitalized for an extreme reaction to one of my meds. I was like, rolled with dementia with one of my other medications. I lost custody of my oldest son. Uh, he went and moved with his dad in Texas. I, my husband had surgery on his back. We um, had another baby. I mean, we've had several life changes in such a short time. Yeah. But the thing that really um, pulled me out, actually, of my head and into my life was when I had a friend who asked me to speak. In a way, it was saying, Kristen, you are capable, and yeah. I believe in you. That's amazing. So it was speaking for you. Yeah. That helped you pull out. And what is it about speaking, you think? Well, what's interesting is through all of this, I went to yoga therapy and mm-hmm. with uh, Soraya Hoffman, she's back pocket yoga. And when I was there, my throat chakra was the place where I struggled the most. I would swallow all the time. I would, you know, choke and swallow and really, really struggle to even speak, especially the first uh, six weeks of her Prana One program. Mm -hmm. As I started speaking my story, I started healing. And I love to entertain. I've always loved to dance and perform and things like that. But when I had a purpose for that, performing and entertaining, and knowing that what I was teaching about not only healed myself, but would heal others, suddenly my gift uh, was able to just blossom where my weakness became my strength. Yeah. And I truly believe in that. I truly Mm -hmm. believe that our weaknesses can become our strengths. And I had no idea that the silence that I was suffering with not being able to speak my mind and speak out was actually my true strength, which was my voice. How did you free your voice? Uh, it wasn't easy. My poor husband is the one 
<laughs> who has heard a lot of the teenage, what I call a uh, puberty stage of my voice uh, being able to be released. <laughs> uh, I'm like, if you want a house manager, then go get a different one, you know, like yelling and being angry and releasing. And uh, um, it's interesting that with the issues of my epilepsy, there was a time where I was extremely almost, it was almost like I had Tourette's. I would swear a lot. Um, and being mm -hmm. raised in an extremely conservative family, that's not normal. Yeah. Uh, my, I'm, I'm telling you, like my, I lost myself for a long time and mm -hmm. I, I couldn't control swearing. I couldn't control a lot of things. So mm. I had to relearn to control a, and practice self-discipline. Yeah. And in doing so, I learned also that if I speak truth and I speak kindness, that my gift is expanded upon and I'm given the ability to speak yeah. in, with power. When yeah. I don't speak kindness, when I don't speak truth, then my power is taken and I tend to hurt people. Mm. Man, what you're saying just speaks to my heart so much. That's been a big struggle for me too, my, my voice and freeing my voice. Like I reined it in so much because I was scared. Like I remember as a teenager being like, oh, I'm capable of being so mean with what I say. And so I just reined it in so much that it was it's been just in the past couple of years that I've been learning how to free it more mm -hmm. by trusting that I am good and that I don't intend to hurt people and yeah how much better it is to just trust yourself to speak truth and goodness because there's so much power in the words that we say and just to let yourself be free and to speak and use that for good I think it's amazing that you found that to be a strength for you. That inspires me. <laughs> well, really thank cool. you. I'm only two and a half years into therapy and healing myself, if you mm -hmm. would call that. Yeah. Um, you know, movement and breathing and yoga and mindfulness and um, truly finding what heals the gratitude, the connection and by, but it's fast. It's not like it takes years, you know, in two and a half years, I went to several therapists before I did cranial sacral therapy. I did Reiki. I've done, you know, I've done so many types of therapy before. Yeah. And I feel that all of those were me reaching out, searching for the cure to heal me. Whereas inside of me is the real key, the real truth. Mm -hmm. And connecting to my inner child, connecting to myself and connecting the connection of my own soul to me and recognizing that the power is there and I can find myself. And one of the most healing things for me is when I do, you know, I'm sure you've done it too. I know you have, but when you connect to your younger self and you just tell her or him how much you love them and how you know they have always desired to do good. Yeah, And then you, in a way, you bring that back to yourself now and you are that child. And that's something that I do for myself, especially when I'm feeling lonely or sad. Mm -hmm. um, I connect myself and then I connect myself to God with that, um, yeah. you know, allowing him to connect to that child. And I think about one of the most favorite moments in my childhood or when I'm climbing a tree when I was a child, I'll go back into those moments of dancing to what I was I Neil Diamond <laughs> in <Yeah>. my backyard <laughs> you know 
they're coming to America. I always, it's funny, mm -hmm. but I literally say I danced my husband to America. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> you know, making mud pies, um, doing those things as a child. I go back thinking about that girl, Kristen Taylor, in her backyard, hugging pigs and loving rabbits and just so joyful. Mm -hmm. There's no way that girl ever wanted to hurt somebody. There's no yeah. way that girl ever wanted to do something that was malicious. Mm -hmm. She always had goodness in her heart. She yeah. always wanted to love and she wanted to be in relationship that loved and spread love and kindness to everybody. And I am her. Yeah. There are days where I'm like, I'm not a good girl right now. I'm actually being really mean, but my true heart and soul is super amazing. It's just that I allow the stresses of the day to get to me and yeah. explode in ways that, you know, aren't portraying my true self, but my true self is goodness and kindness and love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think and there's I know everyone listening also, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I know no, everyone listening is that person. For sure. Yeah. And I think there's something so peaceful and empowering at the same time when you recognize that you're not lost and that you're innately good and you don't have to be afraid of who you are and that you don't have to search elsewhere for who you are. It's all inside already. It changes things and it helps you. It's easier to be the person you want to be when you believe that about yourself. Why did you pick the topics like your message about forgiveness and what were the other ones you listed? So gratitude, connection, and yeah. then wonder. So I call it saw, stop, and wonder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I chose those because they actually healed me when I was completely. When I was, uh, when I actually was asked to speak, I was still really struggling. That first time I was asked to speak, I have a journal that I I published actually, and um, it's called a Daily Reflections Journal, and I'm I'm going to be changing it up, but it's on my website. But okay. I had published it for my for myself because I got tired of writing the lines every day. <laughs> uh huh. And then I, I gave it as gifts to my friends. This journal um, helped me get out of depression. It also helped my daughter stay out of depression when her brother left to live with his dad. When I was using this journal, it includes uh, three things that you're grateful for, which is gratitude. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that you do every night is you write down the, your most favorite part of the day, which in a way is wonder or awe because you're thinking of something, a moment that you experienced wonder and awe. Mm -hmm. After she asked me to speak, the next day I went to therapy and on the coffee table was psychology today. And it had something that said something to the effect of get out of your head. Yeah. And so I opened it up. I read the article and it talked about rumination. And that's totally where I was caught in. I was always negatively in, neg in negative loops. Mm -hmm. And Guy Winch talks about mental hygiene and yeah. about um, taking care of your mental hygiene just as much as you do your physical hygiene. Mm -hmm. Well, within two weeks of using wonder and awe, or what I call stop and wonder, I was able to get out of my head. And then including gratitude, my gratitude practice, which now I have morphed into active gratitude, which is even more powerful, including visceral feelings with what you write down, mm -hmm. what you're grateful for. I was able to continue my healing process. And then connection, there's a grant study by Harvard. The longest study um, ran 85 years and they studied men and very affluential men. But those that are the most happiest, 
the number one thing that was important was satisfying relationships. So connection um, became really important. Mm -hmm. When you connect with others, you feel that you're needed, that you're wanted, and there's a joy in it. I love it. All of those things you mentioned, that's where the joy in life is, and the gratitude and the wonder and the connection. Absolutely. Most children, I mean, they can find wonder and awe in anything. Anything, yeah. Like my piece of hair, my son was like, Mom, how can I break this piece of hair so easily? (laughs) (laughs) Who thinks of things like that, you know? But that is wonder and awe, like having the ability to just come up with the most crazy and amazing things and just find joy in the most simple things in life, children. Mm -hmm. And I find it interesting that we're always told to be like a child, Mm -hmm. to be like a child. Well, that is wonder and awe. Wonder and awe is returning to that child mindset of finding Mm -hmm. joy in the simple things. Yeah. Finding the ability to release the worries of today, be present in the moment. They are absolutely able to live present in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think we've lost that skill. We totally are thinking about the past and the present so much that it overwhelms us and we are not able to just breathe and be in the moment and, you know, just be able to feel that joy that Mm -hmm. is readily available. Joy is an abundant source. Yeah. Love is abundant source and we block it with our own thoughts. And I have definitely had my fill of nasty and awful and, you know, just some really heavy stuff. Yep. And, and I know a lot of your listeners have too. And it doesn't mean that, okay, we don't want to go there because if we don't go there, then we don't release it. But it doesn't mean that we can't also live present and just allow the feelings to come when they come, but also not dwell on them. And I feel the power in the ability to be present, live and find peace through knowing that I will feel it when it comes, but when it's not here, allow myself to feel joy and happiness Ah. at this moment. What I hate and I get angry about is when people are not okay with allowing you space to have those dark moments. I've been very blessed with friends who are patient when I am struggling. I think the worst part is just when you're not able to give yourself your own space to suffer. And struggle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And yeah. I'm learning, I'm learning about that. And I think I've learned a lot from you, Sarah. I've learned a lot from a lot of other um, wonderful and amazing women and, and some men as well, that it's okay to allow yourself that space to grieve. But it's okay when those feelings come up of loss and it's okay to allow. I feel like there's moments where our body needs to release the next layer of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes with epilepsy, will I ever accept that I have to take medication for the rest of my life? Nope. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I have a seizure and for three days I'm anxiety mode and phobia Mm -hmm. mode and depressed mode, there's times where I'm totally fine and I'm like, I got this. And there's days where I'm like, this really sucks and Mm -hmm. I hate this. Or I grieve the person I was before. I think that life is about allowing ourselves to feel. And I was raised in, I don't think my parents ever taught me this, but I feel like I was with six brothers growing up. Me too. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and what did you do? Like, how did you feel growing up? Were you allowed to have feelings? 
They always wanted to cheer me up, you know? They would like just try to make me laugh and I'd be like, just let me cry. Like I get so angry, you know? I don't think they meant wrong by it, like to stifle me, but I was like, why am I so emotional? What's wrong with me? Why do I have such big feelings? Yes. Yeah. I I was just like, you're just too sensitive. You're Mm -hmm. too, you know, and I was the oldest. And so, (laughs) you know, you're supposed to be this tough girl. I don't know. Like if I ever cried, I was called crybaby all the time, mm. not by my brothers, even by neighborhood girls. And, yeah. you know, that were the bullies to me or, you know, just at school, if I got my feelings hurt, I cried so hard. I get made fun of. I learned to stop crying. Yeah. And, and then I went to a therapist. He's like, don't you see the power in crying? I'm like, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I get embarrassed when I cry. Now I'm like crying on my gratitude stories in front of the world. It's great. Just, you know, let yeah. it out. It's just energy moving. That's all it is. Yeah. Feeling is so important and it's okay to not be okay. I think that's been probably the biggest piece for me lately. I just like, I'm okay if I, ha- I'm okay with having a bad day. I just let a bad day be a bad day and I don't worry. Like I, I've been able to watch my life. I mean, I'm only 36. I know I still have a lot of wisdom to gain (laughs) Mm -hmm. still, but I know that those things come and go. And so I'm not scared even when it's really, really down and really, really low and the anxiety doesn't go away for a month or two. You know, I just like, I know it comes and it goes and it's just part of being human and a person. And I'd rather feel alive. I think that that is something that definitely has been a gift for me as well. Learning through this process is, yeah, like, to be honest, uh, six days ago, I was, you know, once again, thinking, this is too hard. I because I just had a seizure, and I was thrown into anxiety. The first things I want to do is start hitting my head against the wall. I mean, completely out of out of whack, like, completely out of whack, not myself. Or sometimes I'll even feel like I don't want to live anymore. I literally do. And then I, I think about, um, I have about, an, sometimes I think, okay, in just one hour, you're going to be okay, Kristen. Or, you know, tomorrow you're going to be really okay. Or you're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. And I can trust that because yeah. I made it through it before. Yeah. And so you trust the, you trust the experience, you trust the knowledge that you will make it through it. And you just keep going on. If I hadn't had so many experiences of making it through it, then I wouldn't know that I could trust that. That first time I didn't trust, I didn't know I would make it through it. And mm-hmm. that's what, you know, that's why the gratitude and the saw, the stop and wonder and the connection are so important because uh, that friend saying, will you speak? And God leading me to stop and wonder and getting myself out of my head. Suddenly I was like, I can get people out of their heads. I can help them. Yeah. Because I found my own healing balm and I'm not Kristen Taylor Petrucci before March, 2016 girl anymore, but I am so much more. Yeah. I am beyond anything I could have ever imagined. I have a depth to me that would never have existed if I hadn't experienced so much intense mm-hmm. emotion and hardship. Yeah. I would have never felt healing. I would have never been able to connect with other people who feel the same thing. Yeah. Mm. Amen. I love that. I think 
that you've been able to find that healing for yourself. But what's really helped is that it's given you purpose to help others. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Well, thank you. I, <laughs> I am, I was so excited when you asked me to uh, be a guest on your podcast because I know that you reach people who are looking and always searching for ways to heal mm-hmm. and to learn and that believe in movement and connection Yeah, uh, because that's what you, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And so I, I am very grateful for this opportunity to share my story and to share the ways that I have found that heal my own, my own soul, my own body, my own spirit. I, um, I applaud, absolutely applaud what you do for others. And I find that if others would listen to what you are teaching and what you are not just teaching, but doing for your own self, that they will also find much healing in their own souls. Hmm. Thank you. You've gotten me teary-eyed so many times while we've been talking. (laughs) Um, Kristen, can you tell everybody where they can find you? Yes. So Mm -hmm. you can find me at kpspeaks.com. I'm on Instagram at kpspeaks underscore. And then I'm on LinkedIn as Kristen Petrucci, if you can spell it. (laughs) I'll put a link to all those in the show notes. And did you want to tell anybody about the Soul Summit that you've got coming? Yes, I would. Um, If you are in Utah or if you want to fly in, you can stay at my house. I'll feed you some Italian food. (laughs) Uh, Women's Soul Summit is February 22nd. It's at the Elevate Event Center in Pleasant Grove from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. And we have some amazing speakers and entertainers as well. And it's a whole, it's all a women cast and women vendors. It's all about female power, connecting, living your soul's purpose and going out and um, celebrating that, but also fortifying your own soul. And in a way it's like a retreat from the outside to the inside and the inside meaning yourself. So cool. I love it. I would put a link to the Instagram. Yeah, that'd be great. And then we're going to be running. um, We're going to actually, we've decided to price it in a way that anyone can afford it. So if you can afford the, the higher price, then pay that money and help us out. But if you, you know, we want to make sure that everyone can afford it. So we'll have different tiered pricing for those who can afford whichever price. That's awesome. Yeah. So good. Okay. Thank you so much, Kristen. You have a great day. You too. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining Kristen and I today. I hope that her story inspired you and I hope that you can feel that light inside of you. And I hope you know that we didn't give it to you. That light is yours. You are good and you are powerful. Carry that truth with you and put it into action. Feel your light ignite. Thanks so much for joining me. We'll see you guys next time. Mm